Welcome to episode 33 of the Aligned Action Podcast. I'm Chantelle, and today I'm talking with you about how to use your energy as an entrepreneur in five unique ways. And these five unique ways are connected to your type in human design. I've talked a little bit about human design on the show, but this is the very first dedicated episode, and I'm so excited to get into it. You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. I bet you've heard the term, how to use your energy before. It's one of those entrepreneur buzzwords right now, and I find it used everywhere. It's used so often that it's rendered meaningless, and it's also such a subjective sort of thing. So starting this episode off, I'm going to talk about different ways that you can think of energy so that you can start to really define this concept And so that it's not one of those vague things like step into your true CEO power, okay? I would encourage you to think of your energy as many things. One of those things is time. Another one is money. So when we think about both of these things, we think in terms of things like investment, spend, cost. And your energy is one of those resources. It's sort of the resource of effort is how I like to think of it. Not just effort, but also interest, passion, life force. When I think of energy, I think about having the capacity to do things like the emotional and physical will to do something or to not do something. To me, energy is very tied to what you have the motivation or the capacity or just the desire to do. And if energy is so many things, and it is, what does use your energy mean in real life? Let's go through some examples that will help illustrate how I view energy in business. If you were to use your energy right one day, that would mean something like you spent your time in ways that were fulfilling. You made investments that felt good. You focused your effort on things that interest you, things you're passionate about. Use your energy wrong and you wind up finishing your workday feeling unhappy with your progress versus using your energy right and you finish your workday feeling satisfied, feeling complete, still feeling driven and positive. Waking up the next morning and still feeling excited about business. To recap, your energy is your greatest resource. That's why there's all of this focus out there about using it correctly. That means being strong enough to not do things that don't feel right and being strong enough to boldly do what does feel right for you, even if it doesn't look right to someone else. As I shared in the last session of November's OMG group, only say yes to what you are excited and passionate about. That's a good use of your energy. Because every time you do what doesn't light you up, you're depleting the energy you have for things that you are excited and passionate about. Don't do that. 
When you use your energy correctly, you create the conditions for a positive mindset again and again. And that mindset will continue to serve you well in business. Okay, I feel like I've convinced you about why use your energy is a concept that you want to put a little bit of intention into. But you're probably sitting there thinking, okay, Chantal, I hear you. But how am I supposed to know what using my energy correctly actually means for me? And one thing that can make this easier is accessing information about how you're designed to use your energy through human design. I've talked about human design or HD a lot on this podcast, but in small snippets and usually in a way about how it relates to my own chart. In this episode and this month on the show, I'm going to expand on that, starting with this episode talking about type. Let's go back to the beginning, though. A one line does love a good foundation. What even is human design? A human design chart is like an astrology chart. It's created from your exact birth time and location, which is really just for your time zone. And when you input this information into a chart reading system, something like genetic matrix, it's going to generate an extensive profile that is completely unique to you. I think the odds of having the same chart as somebody else are like one in six billion. So we're talking very, very unique. One of the main aspects that you're going to see on the chart is type. And there are five of them. Manifesting generator, projector, manifester, generator, and reflector. It's often the first thing that you learn about in your chart and happens to be the thing that you remember the most. I've heard a lot of you say things like, all I know about human design is that I'm a generator. (laughs) Knowing what your type is means knowing how to use your energy. It's a shortcut to all of those scenarios that I talked about where you're using your energy right. It takes away a bit of the guesswork of like, how should I operate? And it eventually brings you into more of a mindset of like, oh, I'm like this and that's awesome. And while human design isn't the only tool to know, like, trust yourself more, it's the one that I've seen create the biggest shifts and the one that I personally use the most. Actually, since learning about my design, most of the business coaches that I've hired have been somehow based off my design or based off their design. And most of the tweaks that I've made to get my offers and my client experience and my marketing to kind of the just right place where it is right now, for now, those have been based on what I know about myself based on the human design system. That's why I know that it has worked for me and it's worked for my clients as well. So let's talk about the five types of energy. One of them will be the one that's in your design. The others will pertain to people that you're in relationship with in your personal life and business, such as clients, friends, family members. So it's worth listening to all of them, even, you know, not just your own. To know which one that you are, you're going to need to run your chart. And run your chart just means getting your accurate birth information and inputting it into the online tool that's going to tell you about your design. Human design is not a self-identified system. It's not a quiz. It's not like the Myers-Briggs. It's not like the Enneagram. It's based on your exact time, the exact location. So if you enter the wrong birth time or the wrong location, it's going to generate an incorrect chart. Now, if you don't know your exact time, you can still run a chart with as close of a time as you can get. So like if you could even get the detail of overnight, morning, mid-afternoon, evening, it's it's best to get as close as possible. But know that if you're running your chart with a non-exact birth time, 
don't rely on the answers as ultimate truth. Like the more vague the time is, the less you can rely on everything being completely accurate. So that's just something to know for reference that you do want to get exact birth information to have the most accurate chart. Okay, you can run your chart online at geneticmatrix.com. It's free. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you need help, I can help you run your chart as well. It's very fun for me to run charts and have a look at different designs. I'd be happy to do that. Just send me an email at hello at clearquartzcreative.co or a DM at clearquartzcreative. I'm very happy to give you one-to-one help, so don't hesitate to reach out. Now that you know your next steps, and hopefully now that you've run your chart, let's talk about the five types. Some entrepreneurs are designed to constantly create new and big things. These entrepreneurs are known as manifestors. Other entrepreneurs are designed to work tirelessly, sort of, not to the point of burnout, on one thing at a time. They're called generators. Some entrepreneurs are designed to work quickly on many things and change things up all the time. These are the manifesting generators. Some entrepreneurs are designed to focus more on directing energy rather than implementing themselves, and they alternate being a guide to others and resting or studying, and these are known as projectors. And then some entrepreneurs are designed to reflect back the energy of everyone around them, to feel things deeply, to give themselves so much time and space, and then to share the wisdom of their observations. And these entrepreneurs are reflectors. Now that you have this initial snapshot of how the five energy types work, we're going to talk about each individual type. And a small disclaimer here, please note that I'm a manifesting generator, and so that's the only type that I have lived experience in. I recommend learning from a variety of teachers on human design, not just me. And in fact, I probably won't be posting a ton of educational content on this, so I'd recommend following you know, a selection of people. I think I follow maybe 30 different accounts or so, and they help me expand my knowledge on human design. Okay, getting into the types. I'm starting with manifestors. Manifestors make up 9% of the overall population. They are designed to use their energy to get things started, to begin, to initiate. Their strategy in human design is to inform. So that means that they have to tell people what they're doing. They need to inform their audience, their community, what is going on for them. Manifestors are fantastic leaders. They're super strong, totally independent. They have a big vision and they're committed to that vision. And they typically know the first steps to take to make it a reality. So they're using their energy correctly when they are doing the big visioning work, when they're taking those first steps, when they're informing their people, when they're starting, beginning, or initiating anything. Manifestors are like doulas of ideas. They love to birth new things. You can catch a manifestor inventing things that weren't there before, and you'll often see them going all in on a concept or an idea that feels new and exciting for them. These are the business owners who launch offers that are highly creative, highly unique, and they can be cutting edge in some way. These are the trendsetters, not the followers. It's so important that manifestors put themselves first and that they do things their own way. If you are a manifestor, you cannot follow someone else's path and expect success. 
You, most of all, more than the other energy types, need to be yourself. When I work with a manifestor client, I just know that they're going to have a brand new idea halfway through our project that's going to blindside me. (laughs) Haha, kidding, kind of. But this spontaneity of ideas is very typical of manifestors, and it's something to be celebrated. When I work with manifestors, I give them lots of control over decisions, and it's important to empower them to go their own way. Design-wise, my manifestor clients tend to have this feeling of too muchness, but that actually is what their magic is. So my work is in helping my manifestor clients to convey all the things without overwhelming their site visitors. All right, on to type two generators. Generators are 35% of the population, so significantly more than the last type. Generators are designed to build. They are often referred to as the worker bees, and their strategy is to respond. That means that they are taking in the people, places, things around them, and they are responding to what is in their environment. So they have something in their experience, and then they respond to it with either a yes or a no. Generators have consistent energy, and they can keep using it for long periods of time. That's where that worker bee comparison comes in, where they're able to just sustain their energy continually. They are especially good at focusing on one thing or deep diving into a topic or a project. Generators are designed to master a few things and get so good at doing that thing really well. This is the type of business owner who falls in love with a niche and sticks with it. And generators are less likely to be that serial entrepreneur type. They are much more likely to find their thing and just love on it. So they're using their energy well when they are using it consistently and they're giving projects enough time. They're spending a lot of time in that building phase. They are spending time building things related to the same topic of focus. Okay, so that's that deep dive. Generators can sometimes fall into the hustle mentality because they are designed to put out that sustained effort. But overall, they love to spend time doing what they love. When I'm working with a generator client, I help them know their foundations so that they know they're on the right path. I help them get really clear on what that thing is, because there's nothing more frustrating as a generator than to be working towards something for a long time that isn't the thing that really lights them up. So ensuring that a generator doesn't settle for less than they want is a big part of our work together. Also, their excitement is paramount. So their business strategy and their website should feel very exciting to them. I'm looking for signals like eyes lit up or bouncing up and down or this feeling of excitement about our plans for their business. That response tells me that it's really a yes for them. And then I also ask them very specific questions like, do you like this? Does this feel right when I need feedback? On to the third type, manifesting generators. They also make up 35% of the population. So this is many of us, including me. Manifesting generators build really fast. So that's similar to that generator type. However, they have a tendency to skip steps and they have a tendency to make changes often. So where a generator has that sustained energy on one thing, A manifesting generator will flip from one thing to the next, tending to be multi-passionate. 
Their strategy is also to respond. So they're taking things in from their environment and they're responding with that yes or no. MGs, as they're known, are the types that are always pivoting and changing up their business and adding side hustles and starting a new offer all the time. They are serial entrepreneurs. They create these spontaneous and rapid changes because their interest in things naturally ebbs and flows. So as soon as they don't feel interested about something anymore, that's when it's time to rapidly shift over to the next thing that they're very passionate about. So these people can look from the outside as being directionless in a sense, because their point of focus is always changing. However, manifesting generators inspire other people to find better ways of doing things. They're kind of fixers in that sense. When I'm working with an MG client, I know that we're going to be kind of a ridiculous like powerhouse together. We're going to move quickly, but we'll likely make lots of mistakes along the way because of the missed steps. So our project path tends to be less linear. And I don't keep myself stuck on accomplishing things in a certain order. I just let the process unfold with double manifesting generator energy. It's most important for me working with another MG to ensure that I'm not letting them box themselves in for later so that they're not getting too narrow. This could be in helping them choose a business name that isn't too specific, not niching down their entire business, but instead creating a lot of niche offers. Because MGs will find more ease if they find a way to work in a more project-based way. So I'm often protecting MGs from very long containers or very rigid containers, thinking like weekly calls without an end date or some kind of yearly coaching program. That's too much in general for an MG to commit to because the odds are that their energy won't be the same by the end of that year. My most important task with an MG is making sure that they're actually passionate about what we are putting out. If they've been conditioned as people pleasers, this can be tough. I'm watching for signs that they don't actually love what we've created so that I can correct it until they do love it. MGs are follow your gut people. And so I respond to that and they're responding to me. And that's how I ensure that I support that process for them. Next is projectors. Projectors are 20% of the population. And they use their energy best when they are directing and guiding. Their strategy is to wait for an invitation, though. So they can't just direct and guide everything, everyone. They need to wait to be invited by that person or that group. Projectors are a very neat type because they work smarter, not harder. They don't have the energy to just work endlessly. They're not the hustler type at all. Instead, they're more the embodying type. They're comfortable in roles where they're guiding and directing others. Projectors are highly intuitive and you feel like projectors know you very well. They're able to have this picture. They're able to see what's going on and in a sense, sense what's true. Projectors love to help and to give advice and direction when asked. I have this theory that a lot of the projector people out there in the entrepreneurial world are in that coaching role because of the alignment with that wait for an invitation. Their clients are inviting them to give advice and direction. When I'm working with a projector client, I have to be aware that our speeds are very different. 
I'm going 90 miles an hour and they are going 20 miles an hour for 20 minutes and then stopping and taking a break. So that means that they may have a tendency to feel overwhelmed by my energy. And I stay aware of that in the process. I'm watching for signs that they are trying to do, do, do and like complete things like I would. And in design projects, I know that projector people may need more time before they share their thoughts. They may not have an immediate opinion. My most important job with a projector client is helping them to feel seen first by me as their strategist or as their designer, and then by the people that they really want to work with. These tend to be the clients who cry at the end of our work together because they feel like I've gotten to the truth of who they are and they feel this deep sense of relief. It's also important for me to help them set up their business and or their website to receive these invitations to work with their strategy. And that could mean things like more email me buttons, a contact form in their footer, more newsletter signups throughout their site. So there's lots of places for people to invite them in. Last type I'm chatting about today, reflectors. Reflectors only make up 1% of the population. It is a smaller group of people by far. Reflectors, as you might imagine, reflect and mirror the energy of those around them. They tend to be very observant people. They're watching rather than getting in things with their own energy. They are feeling into situations and experiences, and they're noticing what their empathetic responses are. So reflectors tend to be using their energy correctly when they are reflecting others' truths, and they're designing their own understandings. Reflectors are a slower-paced type as well, And their strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle to make decisions. So that means that a reflector is using their energy correctly when they are sitting with a decision for a big decision, that is, for a longer amount of time, and they're not forcing themselves to move very quickly. I've only worked with a reflector client once and in a small capacity, so I don't have a lot of experience here with reflectors, but I will say if if a reflector client comes my way, I will be focusing on honoring their unique viewpoints and conveying their observations and their wisdom in a way that is understood by others. I think I would also consider extending my usual four-week timeline for design work so that I can give them more time to process because the four weeks is one lunar cycle. So I'd want to extend that by a bit to give them a little bit of breathing room on that. If I knew ahead that a client was a reflector, I probably would not recommend that they work with me on the VIP weekend intensive. That wouldn't be a good fit for a reflector's energy in most cases. It wouldn't surprise me if a reflector client had their own writing, their own copy, quotes, or poetry that they wanted to include on their website because reflectors can be multifaceted communicators and they love to tell their story in lots of different ways. Reflectors are a fascinating energy type. That wraps up the five energy types. Now that you've listened to your type and all of them, please know that human design is not about you trying to be more like your type. Okay. It is about knowing things about your type that will help you be more like you. 
If you remember one thing from this episode, let it be that knowing your type means knowing how your energy works. But you'll still need to do the work of liking and trusting how your energy works after you've listened. Just because you've heard me talk about these things now, it might give you an initial aha, but you'll have to feel into them and try them out and learn more about them. And only then are you going to be able to move into accepting them and even liking and loving these traits about yourself. And when you've held them in your awareness long enough, you'll start to trust your own ideas of these concepts as facts that are true to you, where you're creating your own understanding. So this episode really is the beginning of this journey. I'm honored that you're stepping into it with me. If HD is intriguing to you, you'll want to watch this space over this month because support groups for each type will be launching at the end of the month for people who want a community that is based on something other than I went from zero to six figures in one year, just follow my exact steps. The support groups will be the opposite of that. They're a place to reflect in community and live business. Okay, I was going to say do business, but I kind of like live business. They're going to be a place to live business differently. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.